listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've stepped back into the studio for episode 253. Welcome back, everyone. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, what you been getting into this week? Well, not too much. Just been uh, recording it in my downtime, playing some POE. Haven't really gotten into anything new yet, but I got a lot coming up on the weekend, so okay, pretty fun. I'm pretty well, what do sure you got on the docket? Pretty sure the boys comes out this weekend. Nice. There's also another episode of um, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi that's mm-hmm. out. So. I haven't watched it either, so yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be the Sunday hits. It's got a couple things coming up for this weekend. That's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah, there's boys. What else is on the the horizon this month? Because I'm pretty sure June. Gosh, other than the boys, I'm pretty sure there's something else though. Can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, yeah. there'll definitely be some stuff coming up. But um, I think Umbrella Academy season three. Is yeah, supposed I remember to be them seeing um a, a trailer. I remember seeing a trailer for a season three of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's definitely on the horizon. Invincible. I'm not sure if Invincible is June or August though. So that's going to be uh, coming up. I've been. I, I really enjoy that that comic so much, and I can't wait to see the the animation because the liberties that they've taken with it are very much entertaining. Similarly to the boys. You know, I get the same vibe, you know, so definitely yeah. uh, looking forward to that. Some good adaptations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, Andor. I think Andor is not uh, until August as well. Yeah, that one's a little later. That one's a little farther out. Yeah. Um, oh, Stranger Things. I definitely want to catch up with that because I heard season four is fucking bussing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know if you're interested in it, but yeah. No, nah, I never really got into Stranger Things. Really? Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. Um, did you watch the whole first season, or it never really caught you? No, nah, I, I lost me like maybe two or three episodes in. Yeah, if 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 you weren't a kid doing that, I can imagine why it, it doesn't uh, hit the nostalgia bone. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, dude, that shit, ah, uh, very nostalgic for me. It reminds me a lot of hanging out with the homie Josh back in uh, Plantation. <laughs> Gosh, man, I can't, still can't believe that they let that name stand, yo. City don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah. That's what's up. All right, so let's just jump right on into some of these here topics, yo. Um, in the entertainment sphere, there was some uh, fun stuff going on. You know, I always love hitting up the uh, the the Daddy Goals corner, and uh, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's uh, daughter has chosen to follow in her father's footsteps and uh, is joining the the wrestling uh, the wrestling league. And so, oh, that's pretty she, cool. Yeah, dude. She she dropped her um her name, which I'm not sure why they all choose names like that, but I think her name is Ava Rain. Okay. I'm gonna say, yeah, it, 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 it straight like the stage names are hilarious. I wonder who wakes them up. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a classic stage name to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that with the it's funny because the men use such ridiculous over the top tropes for their stage names. Like the the women use, uh, I don't know. I, I it would be, I, they don't seem as creative in my opinion. But I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, 
that's uh, entirely up to their camp. They're trying to do things to attract people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's also depending. A lot, a lot of times it's the creative team that really okays what your gimmick and your name is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I doubt that. I'm, I'm sure she had the final say so, but she probably had a team of people generating names that they thought would, would land with the audience. But yeah, I'm really happy for him. It's super awesome. Um, I mean, you know, the internet is, is, is toxic as always. You know, people were like, oh, why didn't you choose something that affiliated you with your father? And it's like, because she didn't want to, bro. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, it's such a dumb question. It's like, yo, especially with as frequently in this generation that the the uh, young the children who follow in their parents' footsteps tend to distance themselves from that persona to make their own persona. You know, you got like uh, Denzel Washington's son, uh, mm-hmm. John, John David. John David. Um, you got like Steph Curry. You know, they make their own names. You know, across all you kinds also of genres. Got um, uh, the genius, um, Freddie McGregor's son. Yes, yes, because Freddie McGregor did um, culture music, and his son does dancehall uh, reggae. So, yeah, you know, they they make their own names, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't understand why people would would even broach that subject. It's like, what? I mean, if you don't like the name, you don't like the name. I can understand, but your issue is is that it's not closely tied enough to her father. All right. <laughs> I mean, you always got to ignore those comments, bro. Like, at the end of the day, you got to realize what that person is saying is, hey, why doesn't your daughter do something that I approve of? Which is yes. an absurd statement. Absurd. You can't, Absolutely. You can't really, you know what I'm saying? If, if the person doesn't understand the disconnect in that statement, then no amount of you explaining it really is going to... By the time they finish typing it out, they should have realized how stupid what they were writing was. I don't think that was. they realize that it's it's exactly. more indicative of their inability to make their own name for themselves that they wouldn't understand why someone else would want to. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's far more revelatory of their own mental state, for sure. But, um, yeah, dude, the internet's full of that shit. Like, people were complaining about Moses Ingram. Dude, I'm so—I I, got to shout out Ewan, Ewan McGregor for making his statement um, about how toxic the Star Wars fandom comp- could be at times. Because let me tell you, man, it's—it just—it's not like they're making any substantive arguments. It's like, dude, critique. I'm all about critique, and I like varied critique. And I hate, like, the primary platform to, to kind of— you know, passively observe people's critiques is so much of a toxic cesspool. You know what I mean? Like, it just sucks that more people who have um, genuine opinions don't choose to express them in those platforms. You know, most people who have genuine opinions either keep them to themselves or get paid for them, you know? (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, the internet, the internet. Twitter is definitely um, uh, a place of of baseless attacks. (laughs) You know what they say, you get what you pay for. Absolutely, it's free. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and then p- people were trying to tie the, the Moses Ingram um, backlash to the Gina Carano backlash. And I'm like, N- what? <laughs> Gina Carano made a, a very severe faux pas supporting a, a an extremist organization. And Moses Ingram is just black. That is not the same thing. That's not the same thing. There are substantive critiques of people who support conservative movements that l- lead to insurrections. There's not a substantive critique of just being black. <laughs> and so, yeah, dude, it's just, dang. You know, and, and it, would, it would be a lot better if more celebrities, uh, which I, I got to say, Moses absolutely um, stayed above the fray, and she didn't engage with those people. And I think that that's the more healthy way of, um, of dealing with that kind of, uh, that kind of vitriol. Don't engage it. Yeah, because you can't win. There is no winning with it. Like, you can't teach those people. Like, 
it's not that those people can't be taught. It's just that you're not in a position to do so. <laughs> you know, those people have to be taught by somebody else closer to them, you know? And so, yeah, it's definitely not a, a worthwhile thing to do. So I'm glad that, and Ava Rain made her, or I'm sorry, I don't actually know her real name, but uh, um, she made her statement about, um, you know, just addressing the the backlash. Oh, shit, and that was she's it. cutting promos already. That's some gangster shit. Oh, yeah. No, no. She's about to bust. Don't even get shit. it twisted. And she looks super talented, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've seen a couple of her, her promos, and yeah, she looks like she's going to be a, a star just like her father. And so, yeah, dude, learn to tune it out early, baby, because the, the bigger you get is the more haters are going to come at you for no mm-hmm. apparent reason. Yeah, you always got to look at haters as a sign of success. You know what I mean? Like That's the best when, way, When yeah. no one knows you... There's no one to hate hate on you, but it's inevitable. Once you reach a certain amount of point, once you reach a certain amount of renown, there are people who are going to dislike you just because they're now aware of you. Yeah, yeah, and 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 once again, I think it's 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 a projection. It, it's Absolutely. it's a lot of jealousy is involved with that. A lot of envy, you know, it's some bad mind, just a straight up bad mind. You know what I mean? Absolutely, all it is. And so yeah, dude, I'm glad to see I'm glad to see the ladies uh, stepping above that because let me tell you. Guys, let me. They 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 tend to fall into the trap for pretty frequently. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on from that, Trying you to got fight everybody on Twitter and shit. Oh no, dude. Let me tell you, dude. The, the, I have a really good Twitter filter in my head where I'll start typing a tweet and be like, nope. There's absolutely no way that that I can uh, portray the sentiment that I want in the characters that I have. So it's better off I just don't. <laughs> you, you might as well just keep it in the pocket. But yeah, moving on from that, you got a uh, hard drive magazine got into a little Twitter feud with um with Elon Musk, which I thought was hilarious. But and and let me tell you, they were right on point, man. They were skewering that man, and I guess they were getting a lot of um you know Twitter. You know he has a, a bot army. That's how he knows that <laughs> that Twitter has more than five percent uh, bot users because a lot of them he employs, and so i guess he uh unleashed the hounds upon their their uh their forums and uh they apologized and i was like ah man you let the twitter mob get you ain't that a bitch like that's one thing i'll never do is i'll never apologize for something that i don't genuinely believe is wrong you know what i mean like and they did not they they didn't even come at him that hard honestly like it was it was a relatively it was a good burn but it was just it was a it was a singe they singed him. You know what I mean? His online following is, is cult-like. So it's not like they could ever give him a, a good burn, you know? But the fact that not only did did he respond the way he did in the most immature fashion, but the fact that they apologized to him, it's like, come on, man. But I guess that's that's there's a lot of sway in that world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you take it seriously, then... You probably should just avoid people like Elon Musk in the in the in the comment section because you're not gonna win, especially if you don't have a backbone. And also, it's like it's probably just a practical decision, right? Sure, they could stand on it, but then their account probably come, becomes unusable because of the very bot farm that you just mentioned. Yeah. So just apologizing gets rid of the entire issue, and then those people fuck off and go on to their the next big thing. Yeah, like, and it's already it's it's forever there, you know. Mm-hmm. People and people don't usually scroll far enough down the thread to catch the apology anyway. So. But if they stood <laughs> on that shit, then they would just give the the bot army a reason to double down, and you already know they got free time. And that's why I don't bother because I would hate to put myself in that position. You know what I mean? I would not have to. I would not like to be in a position where I, I've now deplatformed myself by talking ill of somebody, 
in Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to go and listen to an episode, you've patronized me, so you have a right to 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 have a feeling about what I'm saying. But you know, don't don't come at me for some Twitter beef shit. That ain't that that's not where I'm at, at least. But yeah, they clearly are because they're an online publication. But damn, talk about talk about getting skewered in in reprisal. Yeah, that was that was rough. You know what they say, man? Come for the king, best not miss. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And 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 it's such a salient statement in this world that we have such big public figures. If you wanna if you wanna tussle with them in on their turf, yeah, that's by all you. means. You got the it, it's like um it's like those Mass Effect games when you got the, uh, the there's always the option to test his gangster. Yeah, the option's <laughs> always there every single time. And you can whether or not you choose it is really up to you. But you know, about forty percent of the time when you choose that option, it's the worst option ever. Forty <laughs> percent of the time, it's the worst. Time. <laughs> you feel me? Like just you know, probably like you said, it was probably a really good bird, but was it worth it though? <laughs> nah. Was it worth it though? Was it worth getting his attention? Probably not. Feel me? Was it that was the satisfaction of your fist impacting his face? <laughs> was it worth the reprisal of the millions of all these homies stomping you out? I <laughs> back of the show. You, you, you got one hit in. Congratulations. Oh, man. You are now a mud hole. That's the dude. That's attack Dave Chappelle right there. That's the thing. They just pulled the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> don't jump on stage, bro. You ain't ready. But yeah, man. I thought that that was interesting. Um, this was one that, um, I, I was interested, I'm pretty sure I already know your opinion, but I, I thought it was one that, uh, had some interesting discussion behind it. So are you familiar with Leah Thomas, the swimmer? Uh, yeah. Is that the transgender person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So vaguely. Yeah. So she, she, and I respect her transition. Um, she uh, took her case to the court that she should be able to um, swim with women in, in sporting events. Now, whatever, whatever the, the opinion of that is, the court has ruled that she has an undue advantage. Um, now, I think that we have to acknowledge a, a little bit of, of their reasoning because it's not all faulty. You know what I mean? And this is not to promote anything transgender or to deny her identity or anything of that nature. But she existed in most of her life during her developmental stages with testosterone as a hormone that was prominent in her body. That will cause certain developmental changes over time that will never be lost. Is now she can trans transition, but there's a transition, which means that she was something else before. And so we have to acknowledge that during the, her developmental stage, she had access to hormones that would be illegal for other women to take, whether it was natural or not, not to stigmatize her, but that generates an undue advantage. I don't know. Like, I, and I support her having rights, but does that make the science not valid? Because that, that, that's science, you know what I mean? We, we, we study biology to understand the effects of hormones on the body so we know what that was. We, we understand her history. And so, you know, the fact that people are claiming that this is an attack on transgender rights is that I'm not sure. There's a lot of real attack on transgender rights. Is this one? Or is this 
the 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 court doing what they can to preserve the the sanctity of competition in sporting events where people make their livings, which is partially the court's job. I, you know what I mean? Like I I don't know. I I'm I'm very reticent to ever side with the court when it comes to passing judgment on you know what other people are or what citizens are allowed to participate in legally. But are are we transgressing against fairness when we don't take into account this person's history? I don't know. It, 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 do I sound like I'm dismissing something of her experience when I say that? Well, of course, Rowling sounds pretty fair. You know, and 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 so like, I I don't know how we square that circle in this society. You know, me personally, you know what my my opinion is: get rid of all gender discrimination in sports. Men play with women, and women who are physically superior and can 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 match up with men who are also physically superior. Then it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I. I, I'm, I don't even believe in teams generally, though. I like sports, but I believe in intramural sports. You know, I, see, I think that that's the best way to, to, to really uh, find out the individual skill level of a player is letting them play with a bunch of different other players. And can they maintain that level of efficacy? That would be the true sign of a champion for me. So I don't know. In my opinion... I don't know how much longer we can try to square this circle when it comes to um, human rights and gender-based um, discrimination. It is gender-based discrimination to say that women can't compete with men. You know what I mean? And, and not to put a negative um, connotation on it, but it is a gender-based discrimination. And so, yeah, you know, I thought that there was a deeper conversation to be had there. And and is that a, a viable future of intergender intramural sports? No. <laughs> that doesn't I, sound fun. I, I don't think so. I mean, weight classes exist for a reason, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. like unfortunately even adding adding um <clears throat> adding gender to it it would make the it would make it extremely difficult to balance certain types from of it? sports. Yeah. It would make it extremely difficult to balance certain types of sports. I, I you know, and I think, but I, see, my thing is, is that... Across genders, anyway. I think that that will naturally happen. So, like, you're just not going to see a lot of female heavyweight boxers. If there can be one, though, let it ride. If she could, if she could take a blow from, from, um, from, you know, I don't know who's the big heavyweight right now, but any of the, any of the heavyweight, then shit, give her a shot. Why are we restricting her from that? Anyone, and I'm not talking about Leah Tom, uh, Leah Williams at this Yo, point. I'm talking I don't, about any woman. Tyson Fury knock some lady out. Bro. Okay, <laughs> or, or, or or Deontay Wilder. If if a if a woman wants to go up against Deontay Wilder, I think that's completely within her right. If she chooses to do that, and if he knocks her block off, that's within his right. <laughs> or if she knocks his block off, that's within her right as well. That's what's you know what I mean. That was the agreement of a boxing match. I don't think we need to artificially restrict people from choosing not to do things like that. I don't think very many women are going to choose to play uh, professional football. But if if you're a woman and you could kick the ball and, you know what I mean, there's so many things protecting the kicker these days, then sure, why not? You'd be at minimal danger. They might hit you once or twice, but, you know, I don't think they're going to kill you. You know, and if you want to take that risk for the paycheck, I don't know why we're choosing to discriminate against women to tell them not to do that. We can send them to war, right? 
Well, I mean, that's a more recent thing, but still, it's just it's progress in society. You know, women could do everything else, but they can't choose whether they are physically fit enough to, to go into a professional sport with men. I, you know what I mean? I just don't think that we need to tell people not to do that. I think women will just choose, ha, that doesn't seem like it's going to be a whole lot of fun when I get hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or maybe she wants to get hit and she can be an asset to the team. You still have to compete and make the team. You know what I mean? So I just don't understand why society is so fixated on we're going to tell you not to do it now. I don't know. Does that sound crazy? I mean, every sports has their rules, right? And, you know, these rules go way back when. So, I mean, as far as why, it's probably because of how and when the game was created. And if you want to change it to become something more modern, that's another story entirely. Because I'm telling you, I think that some of those WNBA players can play in the NBA. I do feel like that. They're, they're not bad. These, these women, especially as the NBA becomes a more finesse-based league, you know, with the amount of times that they're like, don't touch the other player, it's not a full-contact sport anymore. You know, basketball used to be considered a full-contact sport where you're allowed to touch the other player. That's not the case anymore, I don't think. Based on the rules changes, I don't know if they've changed the classification, but I don't know. Or I don't know if it was ever considered full contact, but it used to be. It used there used to be contact associated with basketball, and you see that going away more and more. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, as a, I don't know, we don't have societal discussions, or else we'd be talking about other things like uh, some of the other more depressing things that came across the news, like uh, gun violence. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, okay, we'll segue and we'll segue into some more uh, social topics with that because. You know, speaking of societal conversations, we need to have them. Um, I saw over, um, I saw uh, some news from Canada where I have a lot of mixed feelings once again because gun violence absolutely has has its roots in mental illness and cultural issues. But that doesn't mean that there isn't uh, common sense gun reform, as they say, that can absolutely impact the amount of violence that's out there. The, I don't think that the presence of the guns is causal. It, it, the, the desire to use a gun doesn't stem from owning a gun. The desire to use a gun comes from social interactions with other people or lack thereof. And so... Yes, there are other causal things that we can uh, uh, do to address the gun violence issue, um, but we shouldn't obfuscate some form of gun control that says that people shouldn't own machine guns, at very least. At very least. Um, if you enjoy using a machine gun, you can rent one in a, in a uh, controlled environment to go to the range, you can rent one at a hunting site to go hunting, but we should absolutely not have free dispersal of automatic weapons or even long rifles because the ability to cause terror with a long-range rifle is very, very bad. I mean, there's not a lot of instances of, of African-American mass shooters, but... The, the time the, the Washington shooter 
he used a sniper rifle and you can cause an amazing amount of damage in public with that and the presence of a sniper causes fear in the population and so we should we shouldn't have those kind of weapons e uh, easily accessed in the public i just it's probably not in our best interest um and then once those those kind of weapons are in regulated hands i don't see I don't, i'm not sure where uh handgun ownership is going to take people because that's you know the 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 reason for owning a handgun becomes a lot less prevalent but i don't know if the dearming of the public while the police are in the state that they are in is a wise decision not not that you're going to take on a whole police force but at very least the police are hesitant to enter most homes it, under the idea that there might be something that can put them in danger as we can see the police are cowards in uvalde they wouldn't even enter to save children's lives so i feel like the presence of guns in the public is the only thing that stops the police from being a wholesale terrorist organization and so i'm not sure if i support a a, a wholesale removal of uh, of weapons from the society people should always be able to defend themselves but there, there, there has to be some kind of cultural discussion about the, the culture of guns in America because a lot of gun owners do have a good culture behind their gun ownership. You know, not all of them are these crazy people on Twitter posting. A, have you seen this trend that goes around now where people are posting all of their guns splayed out and they have dozens of guns, handguns, long guns, all in each picture? No, I haven't. It's, it's a conservative thing. Like, those are the nut jobs. Sounds about right. They're fucking nut jobs. I'm not talking about those people. Those are the people we need to be regulating. But there's a lot of people who have very common sense, very healthy gun cultures that they harbor within their own uh, uh, household for defense purposes. And I don't think that removing that from people is the answer to gun violence. Because there will always be some form of asymmetric combat that might be enacted on someone, and you should have some form of defense in that. Unfortunately, we humans are capable of a very wide range of behaviors, some of them extremely compassionate and some of them complete, uh, uh, extremely violent. And so I'd never believe in, in making yourself defenseless. You know what I mean? And so we have to maintain a culture of respecting the gun so that people don't feel like the gun is, is is something that they should be using to accost people you know what i mean like if we had a, a a culture of respect for the weapon and what it's for i think there would be i think that it would make those who are susceptible to extreme uh uh mental illness or or fits of rage less likely to resort to that you know what i mean and i'm not saying that that's an uh, that's not a uh, uh a catch-all answer to the gun violence problem but the only way we're going to address this is with a multifaceted approach that deals with not just the presence of of of, of high caliber large magazine weapons but also dealing with the culture also dealing with the poverty 
also dealing with the mental health issues. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take all of that, but we cannot leave the cultural discussion out of it because that is the part that calls for the self-reflection where people have to start to see, okay, I have to mold better ideas in my head when it comes to this individual topic. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they're going to be subject to to the whims of politicians. And like in Canada, they're 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 banning all guns. They're freezing handgun sales, and they're even banning the sales of uh, guns that or toy guns that look too real. You know what I mean? And that I think is a little bit extreme. It's a little heavy-handed. I think that that's heavy-handed. <clears throat> The gun, but the toy gun ban, I think, is indicative of them trying to address the culture because guns are not toys. And so we shouldn't have realistic looking toys for children to play with as guns. And that's only if you have a respect for what the gun does. You know what I mean? You don't want to create a, a, an unhealthy relationship between children and guns. I get that. But it's not causal. And so banning all of those items is very heavy-handed, especially when the culture hasn't shifted. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to to you're not going to have a a, a, a genuine effect on gun ownership be, because you're trying to overstep into people's lives before they have taken to whatever cultural value you're trying to disseminate to them. And so I think that that's a misstep. Those kind of things are not things that you want to tell people to do. They're things that you want people to naturally come to on their own. Because depriving people of something that they believe is their right to own is always going to cause rebellion in this Western culture that we live in. You know what I mean? So it's a poor, it's a poor tactic. Even though I, I'm up in the air on whether we should, you know what I mean? Like have replica guns like that for children to, to to play with you know if honestly if i'm going to to introduce my child to a gun i'm probably going to wait until he's old enough and teach him on a real gun so that he never views it as a toy i never want him to to think it's something to play with or flash around or anything of that nature you know what i mean i want him to have a proper respect for the weapon and so that's trying to create a culture you know what I mean? In which he understands how to do that. But, you know, we should all do that individually with our children to some degree, whatever, whatever you feel should be your relationship, your child's relationship to weapons. You should at least discuss that with them. But we don't we don't as a as a uh, parental value, we don't teach our children as they grow up, you know, what these things in their environment are. And we leave them to figure it out on their own. And so a lot of people encounter these things in an immature state you know and they don't have a good relationship with them you know and those are the people that that are creating a toxic environment for the the gun owners in this country who are completely and legitimately responsible with their firearms you know and so yeah i, I don't believe in the heavy-handed approach of banning everything freezing handgun sales banning toy guns but I understand the value of wanting to try to shift the Overton which window on gun culture. I understand that, you know, 
But uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't laud their attempt to do that. And I'm pretty sure they'll get a, a heavy backlash because Canada's gun ownership is relatively widespread. It's not a gu- guns are not uh, something that are going to be easy to take from the Canadian people's hands. And so they'll they'll uh, they'll uh, have their ups and downs with that. But we'll see where that lands them. Um, But yeah, dude, speaking of another fucking conversation we have to have as a culture, the Uvalde Police Department. So they're not even cooperating with the investigations into them anymore. And that's because all of the information is coming out. They they stood outside of that classroom for 59 minutes and did nothing, nothing to save those children. These men are cowards, cowards. And I think that every police officer is not just a coward for being a police police officer. But if you stand by those men, you're bitch made. Period. Like, why do you have a badge? Why have we empowered you? Why has society given you billions of dollars as an organization per city to do this? How fucking useless are these people? It is the height. It is the height of of the kayfabe life of an American to think that the police are there to protect people. It is purely fantasy. There is... Yo, you cannot take the isolated incidents of police doing well and throw out the overwhelming evidence that when they are needed the most, they will fail you. It is absurd. And now they, they don't even answer to the federal regulators. So my question is, is what are the Texas Rangers going to do? They're going to let this rogue police department defy the government? Is that what they're doing when these when these uh, uh, men fail to do their job? Because the Texas Rangers, I think, have jurisdiction over the police. And so, this is going to be interesting. I want to I want to see I want to see how much their cowardice is backed by other law enforcement. Because that shit is wild, and the fact that they that they have the gumption to 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 defy the federal probe and investigation into them just shows, man, every one of your tax dollars that goes to to your municipality that ends up in police hands is you paying for your own oppression. That shit is absurd. Those men did nothing to save those children. Oh, it's appalling. It's appalling. And the fact that, that, that police training is a nationwide organization. It's not like they're different. They get some kind of different training than the LAPD or NYPD. They're all trained by the same group of fucking malfeasant shitheads who fucking who fucking teach killology. And these motherfuckers are scared to do their job. Man, we gotta have the discussion. America's gotta have the discussion. Your police have failed you. There was another shooting at a fucking medical facility. Like yesterday. Yo, you're not safe. You know what I mean? And black people are looking at this like we've never been safe. But this is now, this is now white America's uh, uh, moment where it's becoming painfully evident to them that unless you are rich, the police do not protect the middle class. They do not. They, the police are not here for you if you are not in the top 10% of this society, period. They won't protect you. They won't protect your children. And 
and and and and moreover, this was a Hispanic neighborhood. This this was a Hispanic kid who did this. I, the, is the Hispanic community going to talk about yo? What's up? Do we have an issue of 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 self hate going on in our in our community where this young man, no matter how troubled he was, what was the impetus for him to go to a public school and shoot up kids? He has an issue with this with this with this. Uh, with this community and it's it's fostered by him talking to other people you know or, or you know the community has to address that you know that that that's a failing of, of someone who showed so many signs of mental distress people were saying it all the time about him all of his classmates his friends and they, and nobody Wanted to at least extend a hand to help him. I'm not saying you got to stop him, call the cops, but engage him. He has problems. There has to be, if there's never any discussion about where the community can step in to do these things, we're going to be stuck and we're going to be at the, we're going to keep on fucking looking to politicians to pass legislation to, to legislate away problems that can't be legislated away. People will always find a way to hurt other people. It is, it's, it's something that we have to deal with deep down inside of the culture. <laughs> you know, and, and we can keep on trying to, to fool ourselves and to just say he had a bad spirit. You know, he was bad. He was born broken. We could do everything in our power to disavow any, any responsibility that we as a people can have for the people around us. But it's only going to be at the detriment to, our, to, to, to ourselves. Not caring only hurts only hurts us, you know? So, you know, I, I just really want to see a lot of deeper discussions happening beyond what's Biden doing and how much money can we give to the police. There's got to be other conversations to be had here, you know? And I'm not saying I know all of the right answers, but if we don't have the conversations, guess what we'll never come to? Better ideas, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm really hoping that... that uh, there's a there's a some movement towards having those conversations. Speaking of which, you got Charles Booker in Kentucky going in hard on Rand Paul. Now this is a man who's trying to have conversations. He went at Rand Paul and did a promo ad calling out Rand Paul's uh, uh, history of of owning slaves in his family. My man came out with a noose on his neck and all. I was like, "Damn, Charles, get him, bro, bro." He put that nigga on front street because yo, of course. Then why is it that all of the people who don't believe in things like reparations and stopping redlining and stopping gerrymandering are all people who have a history of slave ownership in their families? The same dude that says that people like to suffer. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, of course. Is that not the ideology of a slave master? Oh, yeah, no, no. I whip him because he likes it. <laughs> I, I put him through the rigors because they want to suffer the hard life, right? That's what, that's what every human wants. Like, weird old shit like that is very indicative, I think, of a core ideology that, it, that they are taught from a very young age. You know what I mean? And we can't ignore that shit. The... the the idea that just as pervasive as gang culture is generationally, that's the same thing with slave culture. And that's why it's so important that we at least address the people who are descended from those slave masters, because the very likelihood is that they, they were probably rich. And rich people can lead very insular lives, and they like to indoctrinate their children 
by doing so. So the idea that they that their past has no influence on them today means that they just don't understand or they're just trying to obfuscate the reality of how you know uh, stuff is passed down generationally, whether it's material wealth or or parental lessons. And so, yeah, dude, I, I love Charles Booker's energy. I really want to see that man unseat Rand Paul because that man is a fucking thorn in the side of anything that could have possibly been done in reference to uh, uh, taxing, you know, uh, dealing with the the labor busting. The, I'm sorry, the union busting. Uh, Rand Paul is is a huge libertarian, and he is absolutely antithetical to to, uh, to anything that deals with. Uh, the huge uh, wealth gap between the ultra-rich and everyone else, you know? And so, yeah, getting him out of um, office will go a long way to, um, to, uh, to rectifying some of those issues and, moreover, bringing to light these guys that are, are elected into uh, office got some shady-ass backgrounds. But I, I don't think that's ever been a problem for Americans for the most part. Like, it's a problem for some Americans, but I don't think most Americans in the electorate care. Um, but, yeah, I like to see it put out there because at least the, the next generation of voters who are a little bit younger, a little bit more impressionable, care a little bit more about people, um, will pick up on that. And, and they will, uh, when they're ready to, to start influencing politics, they'll empower people like Charles Booker. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm so glad he keeps on running. He hasn't won. He's run several times. He hasn't won, but he's going to keep going because he knows he's moving the Overton window every time he puts out one of those banger ads, really hits them hard. You know what I mean? Because those kind of things do influence those Midwest voters. These people take these kind of things and then they care, you know? And so, yeah, I really want to see see some good movement in, in Kentucky because let me tell you, Kentucky is one of those states that because of the way that uh, our politics is set up has undue power in the Senate because they have very small population and they still have the same amount of say as every other state. And so when Kentucky is run by someone who's very corrupt, it gives that corrupt person very disproportionate power. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, getting that that state right, you know, there's a couple other ones. Like, we really got to look at states like Louisiana. The political corruption there is real bad. Um, I mean, the political corruption everywhere is bad. But in terms of putting people into power that have— Let's say uh, views of of human nature that I don't think most people would uh, would agree with. It will go a long way to to fixing some of that. You know, the corruption that, that's another story. But at least if there's less corrupt people there, we can start to 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 uh, try to navigate that corruption for some better outcomes. But yeah, there was that going on. I don't know what's going on in Atlanta. This shit was crazy. So you know, Georgia has. Uh, a lot of forested areas, its ecology is is very important to them. But uh, in Atlanta, they've been moving to to try to build this quote unquote cop city, which is a, a huge fun. mock city for the cops to train and operate out of. And they've gotten such pushback from the from the residents of the city that they're actually going to cut down a huge part of the forest north of um, Atlanta. To try to to try to do it, and of course, I'm pretty sure that 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 land is owned. I want to say by by um, Ticonderoga um, wood wood um, lumber distribution, 
and I'm pretty sure they're fully well willing to sell that land to them if uh, if uh, it means a, a nice payday. And that's that's crazy. Like the idea that you're gonna build a mock city, bro. I just I, I just I I don't know what what kind of military force they're trying to build up, but they need to, yo the people need to stop that shit. Yo, Atlanta need to stand up because that's that's going to man if nothing good is going to come of that. If they build a, a a a mock city, boy, and 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 I'm telling you, they build that shit successfully, New York, here they come. They would love to have one of those. Oakland? You kidding me? Oakland's like surveillance capital of the world. They got um GCHQ out there. They got um uh I think Australian intelligence has a facility out there. You know, we have American intelligence out there, like yo, and 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 th- that's another real, uh, I think, subversive thing that we kind of never underscore, and it's the the really cozy relationship that police forces have with the American intelligence agencies, with all of the the information that intelligence agencies agencies have on us. The fact that they share information with local police is very disturbing to me. You know, and the bigger that local police get is the only the more cozy that relationship's going to get. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it, it's a very disturbing thing that they're doing out there. And it, and if it's successful, it will mean very bad things in, in other large cities around the country. And, uh, yeah, I, the thing is, is like, I don't really know how you stop things like that, you know, outside of like setting up human barricades and never, you know what I mean? Like. Like, you got to go extreme because that's, you know, where do you interface with that? If if all you're going to do is go to the city hall, they don't care. Because that's, you know, for people in Atlanta to stop that, they'd have to get the mayor to, to stand against it. They'd have to get the city council to stand against it. They'd have to get, you know, some big officials um, to, to, to view this as a not positive thing to happen. And so, I don't know. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, if that's your only interface to get change, they're going to do this no matter what. Once the sale of the land goes through, they're not they're not waiting. You know what I mean? Especially, especially, you know, these police departments are obstinate. Look at Uvalde. They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, if APD wants to build their city, you don't build their fucking city. Who's going to stop? You going to call the police? I mean, <clears throat> the bright side is... I don't really believe that city's going to help them one way or another do their job, not even 5% better. It's just the waste of public money. Oh, it's absolutely a waste. Dude, they have billions of dollars as it is. Pretty much. There's abs- and, and that's they're not even hyperbolic. Look, they're just looking for shit to burn it on. LAPD just got $11.8 billion of our tax money 2022. So, you know, Atlanta, I'm sure, probably sitting in the low billions, single-digit billions, but still— that's a huge amount of fucking money. You know what I mean? And the fact that they have no oversight from the people who pay them is absurd. It's absurd. You know? And and yeah, I don't I, the police state in this country, I think is is very quickly rising up to be I think one of the most pressing issues next to the finance uh uh market being completely corrupted and you know the 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 prevalent issues of labor uh, um, of labor unionization, like those are the top three I think going in the country right now. You know, um, 
And that's not to say that gun violence isn't super duper important. But I feel like the gun violence is part and parcel to a lot of those other things. You know, the, the, the finance industry puts people in such uh, financial distress. You know, the, the, the political system does very little to reassure them that anything good is going to come in the future. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it's getting dystopian, to say the least. But yeah, you know, speaking of, of the ongoing labor issues, you got Amazon trying. So their new thing is, is that they're going to law. Uh, are you familiar with Slack? No. So Slack is an internal um, messaging oh, service that, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah that, that. that a lot of game, develop com- uh, game development companies use, but is used internally by uh, tons of companies because of its, um, its utility. Um, so Amazon, of course, is trying to develop their own version of Slack. But in their version of Slack, any words that reference unionization are banned. So it's like, wow. It's such a blatant union busting move. I don't know if they're doing this in genuinely. No, but that's total coincidence. Or if they're doing this to test the um the 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 labor board's um uh vigilance or to test how far they're willing to pursue any one of these individual cases, you know, because this is a big one. You know, because Amazon has the power to require that their uh, uh, employees utilize Slack to communicate while on company hours. And then all they have to do is space employees out far enough to where constant, you know, verbal communication is ineffective or inefficient. And then people will have to resort to Slack. You see what I'm saying? Or, or their version of it. And, and so it's very problematic that Amazon wants to do this. And unfortunately, the precedent of the, of the software development companies being allowed to do it is unfortunately, I think, putting uh, Amazon in a good place for the uh, National Labor Relations Board to kind of overlook this. And that would be detrimental. That would be hugely detrimental to, to all of the unionization efforts, you know? And as much as I despise um, Starbucks and I feel like the unionizing under a corporate identity is a bad idea, one of the – they've had a lot of movement. They have caused um, Starbucks to have to scramble when it comes in because Starbucks doesn't have um, the ability to space their employees out. That counter is only but so big. Their locations are purposely as confined as possible to lower overhead. And so they don't have the ability to do that. So that's why you haven't seen this union-busting technique coming from them. But Amazon, Amazon has a huge sway over their employees while they're on um, company property. And moreover, they do have the ability in their warehouses to spread people apart. You know, and as their robot technology gets better and better, they're going to need less and less humans. And so it's it's extremely problematic that they would make this move or or even attempt it fully well, knowing that it it's a violation of of. Um, the rules, well, the language filter is a violation of 
uh, the employee's right to talk about unions at the workplace. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's just a two-pronged attack. Either it goes through and fine, or it, it causes, it, it gives them the temperature of, of the National Labor Relations Boards to their union-busting attempts, you know? And that's, uh, I hate to see uh, uh, Amazon have the leeway to do a probat- uh, like a, a probatory um, launch like that of an internal messaging app. And, and fully well, everyone knowing that they're banning terms that deal with uni- uh, unionization on the app. Like, they're not even hiding it. Like, that shit is... Uh, I, I hate to see when Amazon gets bold, because that's usually because they've been given a reason to be emboldened. And, uh, yeah, when you're dealing with stuff that big, you don't, wanna, you don't, you don't want them to be emboldened. But, yeah. Uh, moving on from that, we got Israel steps up their fucking attack on journalists, and another female Palestinian journalist was murdered um, by Israeli fire. And this is, I mean, it, it blows my mind that the that the UN can try to maintain the facade that Israel isn't a, an extreme apartheid state. It's an extreme apartheid state. Those Palestinian people never lost legal right to their land. And 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 you see the videos of of, of when um like it's so bad that when they go for prayers in the evening, they have to worry about Jewish people rushing their houses and throwing all their stuff out. It's that bad. Like they're just bum rushing places, you know, when they know that everyone's not there and taking people's homes. Like it shit is it's crazy. Like I'm just not exactly sure how the world expects to pass that shit over in history. Like, it's bad news, and they've 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 always had a a, a penchant for murdering Palestinians. But the recent attacks on journalists just show a disregard for any kind of decorum. Um, e- even though you know, decorum in a slave state is non-existent, but. There were there were at least some lines that were being relatively respected, and they have just completely go- obfuscated all of them at this point. And I don't know, man. That's just, it, it. It feels like you're they're giving them no other opportunity other than reprisal. It's like because I don't in, I don't encourage or endorse any kind of terroristic activity. But I, I can't condemn the activities of people who are, they're literally having their homes stolen from under them during their religious prayers. Like, I, I don't know what else you do. I, I really don't. It's a fucking, it's a shit show, man. And, and it's really indicative of the failure of this global, this idea of global governance, of, of any kind of global solidarity. Because how do you show solidarity with a country that's doing that? And how do you deal with living in a country that, that does show solidarity with that? You know, like, I don't know how you can support the Israeli people when the Israeli people don't speak out against the hundreds of people stealing homes, stealing homes. Like, it's not even like knocking niggas over for their grill or, or their whip. It's like niggas is stealing houses. What do you what do you expect those people to do when they come home and there's no and and they and there's people in their house, you know what I mean? Like 
you're instigating people and inciting them. And this is not just people overreacting. You know what I mean? I don't know how much of an overreaction it is if you get violently mad at someone who stole your home. You know what I mean? And on top of that, did it while you were praying in a religious sacred moment. I don't know, man. It, it just feels, it feels nasty. It feels nasty all around. It doesn't feel like, you know, and, 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 and I don't see any way of it getting better. They've been broadcasting and, and, and journalists have been covering this for decades. And it's just, it's escalated at this point, you know? And, and I don't, I see a lot of, of, of American-born and American-based um, Jewish people talking out against it. But where are the people in Israel who are trying to stop this? Because I know it's dangerous for them. It's got to be hella dangerous to be pro-Palestinian, pro-Palestinian freedom in Israel. But that's the only way that, you know, if there is no pro-Palestinian movement, then, you, yeah, you kind of generalize the entire state as an ethno-state, you know? It, at that point, you know, they, they believe in, in, in genocide and mass displacement, which, you know, I, I guess what little restraint they show by just not going in and systematically killing all of them is the, the last bastion of, of what little decency is left in them. But it's like, you know, they're just short of that. They're just short of that. They're shooting women in the head with sniper rifles, bro. They're just short of marching through there with guns and just killing them all. And that, And I don't even think that would get the world community to turn on them. I don't even think that would get the world community to turn on them, honestly. I think that, and, and I'm not even saying that they should turn on them, but to stop supporting the genocide. You know? Like, there's really, I, I just really don't see any off-ramp for this. You know, am I, mis, am I misreading that? Oh, I don't really, that's not really my level of expertise, you know what I mean? It's just, that's just another one of the world's many broken systems you know what i'm saying there's, there's no real easy really so easy solutions to problems like that that have been going on for hundreds of years yeah and, and and i'm not sure what the palestinian percentage is in um in israel or palestine i mean i i, I almost want to make a new name for that place that that incorporates the palestinian identity because it, it they never that the the fiction of Palestine is no less than the fiction of Israel. You know what I mean? Like it existed and the people are still here and they still have homes. And so, yeah, but anyway, I, if their population is anywhere near per, uh, uh, in terms of per capita, what the black population is in America, I would be very worried given the mental illness that's rampant throughout the society. If they were to successfully exterminate the Palestinians in Israel, what that would what message that would send to crazy white people in this country it would scare the fuck out of me and the fact that i don't genuinely see the the, the global community ever changing position on israel man hey, i don't know I, I always like to think that the future will always be better for black people but i don't know it, there there is definitely no guarantee of that especially not in this country you know um the kind of feedback loop of where we do atrocities and then other countries do escalating atrocities. And then we use that as an indication that those atrocities are okay. is only going to lead us to, I think, destroying this earth. That's all it is. Either we're going to just, we're going to wipe each other out from, from 
you know, massive wars or we'll blow the earth apart or we'll deforest it and, and desertify the whole world and it turns into Arrakis. I don't know, but I just don't see this planet being able to live on into the future if we keep on acting this way as a human species, you know? It's just bad news, man. And, and, and once again, it falls into this idea of the police state. Over-militarization of police. The, 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 the closer that the military and the police come together as an organization, like in Israel, the, bad, the worse it is. We saw—were you, you in Jamaica when, when the MPs took over and, it was, and they got rid of the, the local police for a while and it was just the MPs on the road? Oh, I do not remember. Yo, the shit was bad. It was so bad that they had to bring the police. People were begging for the police to come back. <laughs> because it was so bad with the MPs on the road. And I mean, and when I say on the road, like there's a lot of um toll booths and it was M- and and they used to be uh uh manned by police, you know. They would guard the 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 toll and make sure that everybody was paying and stuff. And then they replaced them with MPs, and then they became extortionists. And it was it was just a bad news. And I would hate to see uh, America with a, a conjoined police military force because that's unfortunately um, what if, what would ever happen if if we actually had police reform? You would probably just see the 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 jurisdiction of the military extended into police departments, and then that would be where the reform comes from. Because there's obvious obviously there's no way. That anyone is ever going to tell uh, the police union what to do, right? There's literally not a citizen in America that can say anything against any police union. That they just can't do it. It w- it will it will go nowhere and will more than likely make you a target. There is no city mayor in this country that doesn't kowtow to their police chief. So, my question is is if there ever was real reform and then the police did what they normally do, all it would do is bring the police closer to the military because the federal government would probably have to move in with the military to, to get the, the police under control. You know, and, and, and that's because of the nationwide, uh, uh, the nationwide um, nature of trying to get police reform across the board. You know what I mean? Because we've had, like, the NYPD had, like, a 70%. They fired, like, 70% of the guys, even though they brought a significant portion of them back. Like, in the 70s, when, when, when they had the, the big crack scandal where the, the police were extorting the crack dealers instead of um, actually arresting them. And, uh, you know, it was with uh, Frank White. Or was it Frank Lucas? I do believe it was Frank White. Yeah, Frank White, um, the, the old-school NY gangster. And... You know, that whole scandal where they had to fire a, a huge portion of the NYPD, you know, that can happen individually. The Russell Crowe movie. Yeah. But could you imagine if nationwide they tried to enact a reform that would that resulted in 75% of the police departments getting fired? Because I'm pretty sure that's how deep the corruption is. If they ever tried to do it realistically— and they actually followed up on the, the malfeasance that's been happening, it would be a shit show. And then they would have to move in with the military. And, and what scares me is that I feel like that would be a preferable outcome for the people in the 1%. I don't, I don't think that they find that as a bad outcome. They're fine with that because they know that they control the levers of power. 
They know that it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Having a separate military and police only matters to people like me and you. <laughs> it does not matter to the to the top one percent of this country, and they are the ones who have disproportionately the most power, and. So we have to, to to pay attention to things like this, you know. And yeah, I'm prognosticating very far into the future, but it's not unheard of. It's never. It's not like this has never happened in other countries. And so we can't act like America is some kind of shining uh, 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 nation on the hill, and it's impervious to the to the same trappings as other large nations. You know, we, we it would be it would be silly for us. And so yeah. Yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that, guys. We appreciate you for joining us. If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. Also, you can find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron, and also on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.